Welcome to the What in the Shoe Bar podcast with Suji and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. Yep, yep. Hi, Ed. Hi. How are you? Good. How was your week? My week was great. Um, the highlight of my week was we won our first volleyball game. Yay! So if you don't know, I coach my daughter's sixth grade volleyball team, and we're we're at the point right now where we're not playing like let's just get the ball over however we can like we're actually like doing plays and people are going to like their designated yeah. positions and like actually playing real volleyball yeah and like people are actually keeping score and right. record oh yeah absolutely and you know as their coach you know this is the first time that I'm head coach I've been like co-coach and I've been like an aide and I've helped and stuff but like I'm like the head coach it's a lot of pressure I was so nervous. Oh my I God. was so nervous. I have like my clipboard and I'm like, oh my God, I can't. And, my, and I tell the girls, I'm like, never let them see you sweat. Always look confident. Even if you fuck up, like it's okay. And I walk in there like, oh my God, everybody looking it's at like me. It's like a cartoon. It's like one beat of drops, <laughs> sweat like. falls down. And like we were huddled like before the game and they're all like looking at me and I'm like, oh my God, they really are relying on me to like lead them. And I was like, Okay, step out of it. And then once the game started, it was like, yeah, like autopilot. And yep. these girls, they did everything I asked them to do. They played so fucking hard, and we won. And it was the most thrilling thing. And it's only the first game. Yeah. And I know that the the team that we played is not the best team in our division at all by any means. And we have some like real competition, but like we were playing real fucking volleyball. Yeah. Passing it, setting it, hitting it. I was like, this looks like what volleyball looks like. It's yeah. Really we happening. won't be able to show you the video for you know. Safety, safety and protection yeah, reasons. Safety uh, reasons, but I saw the video before we started recording, and they looked really good. Like, and I played volleyball, not like at a school level or anything like that, just you know, recreationally. And they were like very organized. Mm -hmm. They had their shit together. They were like passing to each other without like saying stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I you know, I told them in the very very beginning, not even this year, like years before, because I've been with them for a long long time. I said, listen, I'm always going to be tough. I will always be tough, but I will always make sure you're having fun. Cause yeah. what the fuck are we doing this for if you're not having fun? This is yeah, sixth yeah, yeah. grade fucking volleyball. This is not, you know, the Olympics, you know? So, so I have this, I try very, very hard and very cognizantly to be like, I have to be very strict with you guys to make sure that you're doing what you need to yeah. do. Cause we're still a team. We're still a team. Doing something, yeah. And you know, but I wanna make sure you guys are enjoying it. And yeah. so that that's, you know, I think we did a really good job and I was really so proud. I was so proud, like I cannot stop thinking about it. I've sent everybody that I know the the little highlight or clip thing that yeah. I showed you guys, so yeah. I can't stop. I'm like, look what they did, they did it. You know, my daughter played so well too. So, you know, I was really happy. I mean, it's been a good, it was a good week. That's nice. Yeah, how about you? How was your was week? Was there any like MVP? Oh, I oh, mean. Was, maybe that's not appropriate for kids, I don't know. Like, okay. you know, most improved, like at the end of the year, we give out the awards, oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. most improved or like, you know, team leader or like whatever. Um, I, I think our setter, um, her name is, well, I'm not gonna say her name. Um, she's, you know, the sixth grader, you know, the, the setting is a very new concept, but yes. this, this girl is just inherently athletic. Like she's just super athletic, but she's tiny bones, like a little baby bird. I mean, she is teensy weensy. Yeah. But when you get her like on the court or on the field or whatever, like totally different person, comes totally. Out. Yeah. And like, so I'm I'm in the the midst of like, all right, every day I'm gonna just like slip her some more protein. Like, <laughs> oh, I have an extra chicken leg. Yeah. <laughs> some pre workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this uh, roast beef. <laughs> yeah. She just starts growling. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 yeah. a fucking ham. Which is with her fucking. Because <laughs> I'm trying to get some weight on her just to get a little power and strength behind her, but she's doing, but they all did really well. I will say one thing that, that did kind of dampen the, the mood of our win is after, so there's, there's one particular girl on our team who I wouldn't say is like enthusiastic about playing. I think she plays because her parents wanted to play. Oh, yep. And I think she plays because, you know, her sister plays and whatever. Is her sister like a star volleyball player? No, oh, she's okay. actually not very good at all. Oh. But when your older sister yes. does anything, Legacy. there's always a comparison yep. no mm -hmm. matter what. Believe me, I speak from experience. My fucking overachieving sister. And I think that's probably why I have such strong feelings yep. about this particular circumstance. Yep. Cause I'm like- Like you're me. Yeah, she is you. me. She yeah. is the middle of three girls. And you know, so so she does really, really well. And I think this doesn't, this isn't necessarily just like about her. This is about the team in general, but she does really well, unexpectedly well. And she does well to the point where people are shocked. We're like, oh my God, we're doing so well. And she basically makes like the game ending point. We win it. It's amazing. It's, you know, it's a huge moment for her, huge moment for us. 
and we're sitting, sitting around in the huddle like after the game. And I'm telling these girls like, you guys were incredible. I am so proud. I cannot have, I couldn't have asked for anything more from any of you. You did everything I asked you to do. You know, feel really good about this. You know, take this with you and whatever. And just like, you know, hyping them up. They deserved it. Yeah. And one of the parents in the crowd, I don't know who said it, just goes, yeah, but remember, don't get cocky. When I tell you, it took everything in my body to not turn around and find out who said it and just slap them across the face. Like, why? Why in that would you choose that moment to say something negative about girls not being cocky? And what does that even mean? You know, you don't get too confident. Don't rely on your skills and your your hard work for, for achieving what you want. Like that's bullshit. I was so fucking annoyed and pissed off. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? The world is gonna break down our girls just fine without you helping. You don't need to help. The world will tell them they're not good enough. Don't get, it's like that speech in the Barbie movie. Yeah, I haven't even seen that speech. I was just about to say that. What, when you're speaking about it, it reminds me of it. It's like, be confident, but don't be cocky. Wait, what is that? Yeah, what does that mean? And why can't I be cocky? I've worked very, very hard to be this good. And we're celebrating. Yeah. Read, literally yeah. Read, read the, the room. <laughs> yeah, like what is happening? And also, it you know, kind of sounds hateful. It was, it felt like it. And yeah. this was the mother of one of our players, oh, no. you know, cause those were the only people standing around us. Right. You know, don't get too cocky girls. It's like, shut the fuck up. They just won their first game and they have all been working so, so hard. hard. And you know, their coach is really tough <laughs> and they have done the best that could, they could have possibly done. Yeah. Why would you choose that moment? Like, I get it. I understand like, Cocky versus confident. I get that. Projecting. It's, right. It's, it's what's, it's, it was about her, not th them. Right. You know what and I mean? it's like, it's also like, why take the girls down a peg? If you don't feel good about yourself or you don't feel like you deserve to be confident, fine. But don't put that shit on them. Nor, but not only that, it was like a perfect moment for that mom to allow that moment to come into her yes, and relieve yes. her anxiety and be like, you know what? This is amazing. And let that narrative override your program narrative of being like, no, we have to do this. And women should be like, just, just, just let it go. Let it, sit in it. Yeah. Just let it wash over you for a second. And you might feel good about yourself. Right. You know, let yourself have that. And so, you know, I think like I understand your daughter just won when we're raising children and we want them to be really like, well-regulated and balanced. Like, I understand that. But you have to let the highs be high sometime. And like, yes. it's okay to let your girls feel like you, they did a good job. Like, what is, what, I don't know. Look, if her child or one of the kids went up to like the opposing team was like, be in your face yeah. and be like, you pull them aside and be right. like, that's a little cocky, right. tone it down. That's not appropriate. We don't do anything like that. There was no show of like, you know, there was no unsportsmanlike conduct right. at all from the girls at all or from the coaches. We were very, I am very, very cognizant of how we play because I think when I look at how we play in coach volleyball, I look at it just this like little like microcosm of how they are going to enter the world. Right. Yeah. As Remember those shirts and stuff back when we were kids, it was like, especially in schools, like how baseball is life, how volleyball is life. Right. Like, and it very much is that. Yeah. And last year, we played this team and it was a team of girls who clearly did not know how to play volleyball. Yeah. Probably never even touched a volleyball. Um, the majority of the team were girls of color and we were whooping their butts without even really even trying. We were mm -hmm. just serving the ball. And of course the younger, the players are getting excited cause they're winning and they're doing good. And they're like, you know, high-fiving each other. And they're like celebrating. They know they're going to win. I called a timeout and I was like, huddle up we're done celebrating this. We don't have to throw it in their faces. They know they're not gonna win. They know we, we've already, it's already been decided. We, are, we can tell just by how we play versus how they play, we're gonna win. We also have to acknowledge that we have a lot of privilege over this team. You girls have all taken private lessons. You guys have all done club volleyball. These girls clearly have never even played volleyball before. We are not gonna throw it in their faces, cut it out. Cause I was getting pissed. Cause I was like, you. you don't have to be like this. Yeah. Above all else, sportsmanship matters the most to me when we're playing volleyball. Cause the idea of like these girls throwing it in the faces of these other girls, it really, it really upsets me. Or to know that there are coaches out there that, that are like, yeah, throw it in their face. Like, bleh, like all that. I don't like that. 
that's not how I want my girls to go into the world. And this is how I say, like, enter the world confident, but kind. That's it. Yeah. Simple. I think that's a pretty good lesson. I mean, I hope so. And, and I think, I think they're, that's they're a lesson, lesson a lot of adults need. You should, we should all try that. Yeah. Confident, but kind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, like I said. I've been taking this volleyball thing really fucking seriously, yeah. like so seriously. I mean, you should. It's, you know what I mean? There's like stuff riding on it, like kids' confidence, like right. whatever and all that. But like you might also be like helping to raise a pro volleyball player one day. There's a couple girls that have potential. Um, you like know. It's a serious job I know. that you don't get paid for. I know. That's all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> It's consumed my whole life, but it's because I you mean the really, volleyball, not the yeah. fact that you don't get paid. Okay? <laughs> I just wanted to clear yeah, that. The volleyball part. Yeah. Um, I don't even, yeah, I didn't even think about it. didn't even enter my mind, but like, I don't know. I just really love it. I yeah. really, really love it. And I think it's, it's a lot of it is the connection that I have with the girls and you know, they all like, you know, coach Susie, the best coach we've ever had. I'm like, don't yeah. you fucking forget it. <laughs> I was not very hand eye coordinated as a child. Aww. So like I didn't play too much sports, but I know the importance. Yeah of sports and like how it teaches you all of that stuff. Everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like who thought that you would learn about privilege and stuff while yeah. playing sports, yeah. you know? And I think that's like a very important thing to point out. I think I think that's something that a lot of people don't consider. And there are of course echelons of sports, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I have friends who have kids who play polo, horse polo. Oh, geez. And so horseback like riding have, yeah. mm -hmm. and Sounds golf. Expensive. It is. Yeah. They, and they own their own horses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And to stall. Yeah. And then I have also friends who, you know, have to struggle and to scrape by so that their kids can play soccer. You know what I mean? Like we have, there are definitely, and that again is just this microcosm of what life and society is. There are people who have, and there are people who have less. And we have to really kind of, balance how we enter those spaces mm -hmm. when we are on the upper end of that echelon. I think that's really important. And I think the girls really need to understand that too. So, you know, and we're in LA, so you have a broad spectrum yep. of people who have and don't. Yep. So Very I don't, close I don't to each other. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want them to feel like, you know, the world is only one way because it's not. And you have to look at it differently every time, you know, you enter a different space. And I, I hope that's something that I can, teach them and also continue to learn myself. Yeah. You know, uh, well, that sounds really rewarding though. Congratulations. Thank you. I really love it. I'm yeah. so happy. How was your week? It was, uh, it was good. Um, a little bit. So like, it was a little bit good. Yeah. So like, it was a little confusing. So like, it was like up and down roller coasters, maybe what I should say, which is like normal, I guess. Okay. It's I feel like pretty consistent with how I respond every week. But <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> um, so like, it was the one year anniversary of when Dexter passed away oh, on the 22nd. Yeah, I yeah saw so that. that was a little tough. And then what I didn't realize was is that like Colt's birthday is on the next day. Yeah, so like I was like, so oh that's no. Like literal, yeah, like I was like, I was like, I have to prepare for Dexter's memorial. I was like, I want to, you know, try to pay him tribute, whatever. And then Which as was I was lovely, doing that, I was like, oh, oh my God, wait, tomorrow's, oh my God, tomorrow's Colt's birthday. God damn it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I was yeah, like, I didn't yeah, plan yeah. anything. Yeah, well, thank you. And, uh, I saw Colt got to eat some barbecue. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I, I forgot to make this, I was like so consumed by all of that that I forgot that while my mom was in town, we celebrated Colt's birthday. Because I was like, you're in town to celebrate my birthday, your birthday, my aunt's birthday. I was like, and Colt's is just one month away. And I was like, I know you can't stay that long because like that's really tough for you to be away yeah. for eight weeks. But I was like, maybe we could just celebrate in advance. So yeah. like I got a cake. And all that, and I was like initially you going really to love your dog. I really do. I really do. <laughs> That's so sweet. I, I don't. No one ever sees it, but every day I like hold Colt for at least like twenty minutes. I'm just like, I love you so much. Jeez. <laughs> you're my best friend. Yeah. You know who I work. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, you're my baby. But yeah, so like we celebrated, and then I totally forgot to edit it. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that later this week. Okay. But then I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, I'm just gonna go get some treats for Colt. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, the one thing that's fresh on my mind is like reviewing everything that Dexter ate. Mm. And I was like, I'm very strict with Colt's diet because mm -hmm. I really believe that a lot of dogs get cancer because of the food they're eating. I'm sure, yeah. So like I'm trying, just in case, like I just try to be very health conscious. He eats a lot of like vegetables, like very human grade meat, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? All that stuff. But I was like, I also don't want him to like miss out on some of the Treats. human, yeah, like yeah. those human foods. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I was like, I'm gonna make him Korean barbecue. And I almost made him hot pot. 
Oh, that would yeah. be delicious. Yeah, so I was like, maybe broth? I'll do that for next year. <laughs> but I was like, I, you know, I was like, so I rushed over to the Korean market and just like bought a bunch of meats and just, yeah, That's it was so just cute. like cooked it for him. I, I heard somebody say something and it just fucking wrecked me because I have two dogs too that I love very, very deeply. But they said, you know, in your life, your dog is your best friend for a little while. But in their life, you're their best friend for their entire life. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they're like, they're a piece of your world, but you're their, their whole world. world. Yeah, like, fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah, kill me, please. I can't. Oh my god. I mean, and my dogs are the best. Yeah, no, they're they terrible. But there's the best. Yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> they're not I, terrible. I caught Julie. Julie was eating her crust of bread off of the, the counter. I caught her. I was like, you busted. And the thing is, is we've been blaming Huey this whole time, but it turned out it was Julie, and he just sat there like. I've tried to fucking tell you. Yeah. He's like, I just look like this. Yeah, right. He's like, that's just my face, but I'm innocent in all of this. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't even know how to feel guilty because I've been getting away with it for yeah, so right. long. <laughs> I just have this happy little yeah. tail and I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Huey's like, every time Julie eats something, he's like, great. Great. I'm going to get you. Oh, you're just going to eat the whole loaf of bread, Julie? Yeah. Great. They're going to think it was me. Oh, my Thanks. God. She ate the whole loaf of bread? Mm-hmm. I don't think I heard that part when you first said it. The well, whole loaf. no, no. I caught her eating the crust of bread uh-huh. off the counter. And then the day before, we had a whole a loaf of the, the bread from 85, deg- 85 degrees. Oh. The, the really good goddamn Japanese egg bread. Oh, no. That bitch ate it. Oh, because I noticed that Huey hasn't been going into the kitchen. It's just Jilly. And I was like, oh, my God. I just like put two and two together. It's definitely been Jilly. And I noticed. I was like, I feel like Jilly's getting kind of fat. Bread. And I was like... Oh, she's going super carb heavy. That's why. So I was like, hey, honey, do you think the dogs are getting fat? He's like, my husband was like, Huey looks great. Huey looks fantastic. Huey lost weight. He's lost a ton of weight. Yeah. That's because now Julie, I think, is eating all the food. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, Julie's look, Julie looks thick. And I was like, oh, my God. It's been her this whole time. Oh my God. And we've been yelling at Huey. I was like, Huey, you've been so bad. And he's like, I didn't do it, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Look at the Read the, read the fucking room. Here's some extra treats now, <laughs> Huey. Sorry. Guilty. Anyway. Yeah, Colt, it was actually funny because I made Colt sit in front of his table. Mm-hmm. And like the whole time Ron and I were like, should we have the table raised? So it looks like he's sitting at a table. It's, it's kind of amazing that he stays. Huey would never stay. My dogs would never stay. So he stayed for a little bit. And then like there, then like my tabletop gas grill stopped working. Mm. So then I was like, oh, great. Cause like the whole point was I was gonna click it on top. So then I had to like go between the stove and bring over the pan. So there was like some wait time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Colt's usually very good about not eating stuff off the table. But I think he got a little bit confused and he was Aww. like, hey, this is food is mine. And one of the points I was like cooking the meat and like I laid out a bunch of banchan for him, mm. one of which was like hard boiled eggs. And he all of a sudden I hear clank and I look over and he's eating the hard boiled <laughs> eggs. And I was like, Colt, no. And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I thought <laughs> this, this was for me. Confusing. I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But don't eat that stuff until Aww. I let you. Yeah. But it's my birthday. Yeah. But then like I had to then lower the table to the ground because every time I put something on the table, it's he'd be like, I'm easy. not allowed to eat this. Yeah. So he would take it off and eat it off the ground. And I was like, no, I, I need it on camera. Oh. He's like, I did not sign up for this fucking social yeah. media life, man. Yep. And then uh, he wore that hat the whole time. <laughs> so cute. He, like the first day, like, so I bought it for when my mom was in town for the cake. And that time when we were recording that whole thing, he kept shaking it off. He hated it. Oh. But then I made him wear it for your daughter's birthday, yeah, that yeah, video. Yeah. And then he was a little bit better. And then this time he was like, fine. <laughs> and he just kept it on. Like, I think he shook it off one time. And he, that whole process took like, what was it like an hour? Like took like an hour. You made your dog wear that fucking half. <laughs> well, if he shook it, I was gonna take it off and put it back yeah, on when we yeah, recorded. Yeah. But he kept it on, so I was like, oh and there were times like it. he walked away and jumped on the couch and just laid there with the hat on. I was like, you're so, so good. I was like, you're such <laughs> a good boy. <laughs> That's really adorable. Yeah. So roller coaster, but it was like a pretty. It was a good I'm week, glad. you know. I'm glad. Uh, but other than that. What else happened? Um, I so the iPhone new iPhone 15 dropped. Yeah, I have no interest in that. Yeah, because that's because you got the last new. <laughs> I iPhone, did. Right? Yeah, yeah. See, I've had the iPhone 12 mm-hmm. for like three, three and a half years now. Oh, did you get one? Yeah. So like, I, I don't know if you did it the last time, but like Apple, it lets you like pre pre order. 
Wasn't that still just pre-order then? Yeah, but like, you know the date that you're allowed to pre-order? Like, up, you're allowed to like start the process before that date. Okay. Like, pick out the phone you want so that the day it drops, all you have to do is just sign on and press order. Okay. You know what I mean? So you don't have to do that whole like- So you're kind of like filling your shopping cart without just- Pretty much. Good yeah, and, so yeah, it lets you do out. that. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I like set it up. And then like, the phone dropped at like five in the morning which normally it's at like 2 a.m. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll just stay up because staying up is easier than waking up at an ungodly hour. It says you, but okay. Yeah, for me at least. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I it's never. easier for me to stay up. But then um, I set my alarms and then I didn't wake up. And then not only did I not wake up, but when I woke up at like 8.39, I just didn't even think about it. And I'm just like scrolling, whatever, whatever, until someone's like iPhone. I was like, Oh no. By then it was 10 a.m. Oh no, it's gone. Yeah, so it was like now back ordered until like October, whatever. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, sweet. And then after that, I read this article that was like, iPhone 12s are way over radioactive, like so much more radioactive than anything else. I was like, cool. I've been carrying around this thing in my pocket for three oh, years. That's no. fun. I was like, I drive with it on my lap. That's. I was like, sometimes I sleep with it like a foot away from my face. I, was I like, know That's you want to have fun. kids in the future, so you better go get that checked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check the headcount. Or count. sue Apple. I don't know. <laughs> right? Either way. You can do both. <laughs> yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. You can do both. Um, I, you know, I just keep waiting for like my phone to start glitching and like my phone to like lag and like whatever, because I know that that's what they do in order to get people to buy the new phone. It's yeah. so annoying. What was I doing? Oh, I was sending my husband like a QR code because we were like returning something through like UPS or whatever. And it wouldn't load onto his phone. It was just like, it was just- Circle of circle death. Of death. And then like it would say PDF, like it was there, yep, yep. but he couldn't open Show it. Show the photo, yeah. And I was like, I know what you're doing. And there's nothing I can do about it except buy the new fucking phone. But I yeah. don't want it. I refuse. I fucking refuse. Even if my phone implodes, I just refuse because I've only had that phone for like a year. And I refuse to have to buy another one because no. this one's not working right. No, and there's no reason why you should because like there's well, barely any upgrades. Well, the reason is, is they upgrades. set you up for it. Yeah. And then the goddamn ports and the thing. You yeah. know me. I'm like, I don't know what's what. I'm like, I just know that this doesn't fit. <laughs> this is wrong. One is squared. Yeah. One is round. It's not like working. Like one of the times I like forgot or two times I forgot a cord. I was like, hey, Susie, you have a USB-C? She's like, is I this it? I was is. like, this 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 one? I was like, the one that looks like this. I was like, R2-D2, C3PO, what? Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> did see that. I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, I, I don't know. Technology is just, I know enough to get by, but like, I'm not gonna delve too much deeper into it. Like whenever I'm scrolling on TikTok or something and they're like, new updates for the iOS. Did you know that you can, I'm like, I didn't, I don't care. If I don't need it up to this point, I don't care. Yeah. I, it's too much. That's like every time my mom comes to visit, I'm like, just go through her phone. I'm like, and update and update all these apps <laughs> and close all of these windows. I'm like, oh my God. Once a year I do this for you. <laughs> I can't imagine how much faster your phone's gonna be now. My, or slower. My parents, sure. the windows, the number of windows they have open is unreal. Yeah. I'm like, how many slot machine fucking apps do you guys have? Oh my God. My mom doesn't play any games. It's literally just like so many tags. I think my parents are just like, you know, the, the just like the dopamine hit. Like they don't play like for money. It's just like that like fun, like yeah. excitement or whatever. And, and they I'm don't like, know to de like delete it after. They don't even know to close the, the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, mom, yeah. this is crazy. Oh, Ma, you have to close these. Why? I'm like, like I don't 30 know. seconds worth of this. Literally. Yeah. Literally. It's so funny. But how yeah. is your phone even working? <laughs> Mine would be like, the, <laughs> but yeah, like apparently their sales isn't even that great because people aren't upgrading every year. Cause it's. Cause that's outrageous. Cause yeah. also the phones are so fucking expensive. So How expensive. much is it? It's like thousand dollars, yeah, I think. Like a, a, yeah. No. And that's the base model. It can go up to like 1600 bucks and that's, that's like. That's ridiculous. That's, that's like a much. down payment on a car. Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I'll keep my I'll keep my slow ass phone. It's not even that slow. No. Nope. And I'm only upgrading because my phone is literally like making you infertile. That that, <laughs> if not already, but like I drop I'm like butter hand. So like I drop my phone all the oh. time. Oh. So like in the last I like butter fingers. Butter fingers, yeah. Yeah. Butter also hands. butter words apparently. Or like yeah. <laughs> I know butter face, which is very <laughs> rude. Just totally different. <laughs> very rude. Um Oh my God, sorry, sidetrack. 
There is a woman on TikTok. Her name is Butterface Lunch Lady. And I'm no, always like, oh, why? don't do that to yourself. She has a lot of followers too, but she makes like these lunches and is she, hypnotizing she, to watch. Does she show her face? I don't. I don't think she shows it too often. I think her maybe PFP has her face. And you're like, sure, maybe you're not Cindy Crawford, but like you're I wouldn't say you're like I would not that I would ever use the term butterface, but like come on. Yeah, don't. I've I've gone on this like defensive mode on TikTok just because I see so much like bullying. bullying, but like body shaming and like like so mean. On like I did a video, um I can't remember her name now. Oh, Mary Fran. Oh yeah. I did that video and I didn't do it for any other reason, but I didn't realize like the response to that video, it has, I think over like 12.7 million views. What? Yeah, it has so many views. And I, I, it occurs to me that like so many people watched it because they were like, yes, people need defending. People need to like hear how pervasive and like toxic it can be to be a creator, especially if you're in a marginalized body. And you know, she's, she lives in a, how do I say it? Fat body? That's okay to say, right? And she says it, so I think it's okay. Plus size? I feel like they don't, I don't feel like, I feel so like that's not. Not like the, that term anymore? So. Okay. Um, Bigger? She's a fat creator. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's, a, because I think what I think is happening is people who live in fat bodies are saying like fat is a descriptor, just like having black hair, brown hair. The reason it's it's so taboo to say is because people ha add this connotation to it yes. that it's negative. Yes. So I think that that's kind of their, their like reclamation of, of the word, which is so, you know, I'll just use it in that context. Um, and as I did that video, I wasn't thinking anything of it. I was just thinking like, fuck you. You know, you, she, this, this other creator made this video where they're being so, she's As so they do. unnecessarily yep. mean. And, and like always pretending like it's they're looking out for their health. It's for your health. Shut you know, you shouldn't up. be glorifying being fat. And it's like, you're just looking for a way to circumvent being called a bully by having her best interest at heart. You mm -hmm. don't give a fuck. Yep. You're just looking for some avenue to be a fucking asshole to her. Yeah. Or feel and superior over someone. Yeah, and it's not usually my typical content to, to do that. But I was like, you know, this is why this person feels the need to do this to you, Mary Fran, is because they clearly are unhappy. Now, whatever, I went on just kind of this like. That's because Mary Fran, she's like, I've seen her videos are like so positive. She's so nice. She's so nice. Oh my God, she's like a teacher and she like makes these like safe, like reading spaces for her kids in her classroom. Yes. She just seems so like such a safe person to be around. Yeah, like how miserable do you have to be to, to bully someone her? like that? Like go, there, and, and I even said like, there are a million shit people all over this app and this world that you could have an opinion about and people would be like, yeah, I agree. Not her, not her, man. She's She does nothing but put positivity out in the world. And that's what it is, that's what I mean. Like I always say it all the time, things people say is rarely about the other person, it's yeah. about them. They yeah. see this happy person who's in a body that they would never have or whatever. Right. And it's this like jealousy. Yeah. Just like you said in that video, you know what I mean? Like I'm skinny and miserable. Like how dare you yeah. not be skinny and happy? Right. Society has told me that you're supposed to be miserable and I see you being happy and loving yourself. How dare you? That's not fair. That's not how this is supposed to go. It's like, somebody said like, you know, basically how everybody acts is just a projection of how they feel on yep. the inside. And that's so true. You know, it's yep. so fucking true that like this young woman who is conventionally pretty, conventionally has a great body, you know, whatever. It's like, but we clearly can see how unhappy you are. Yeah. But why do you have to drag somebody else through it with you? Mm -hmm. Let Mary Fran live her life. She's great. It's like when you like open up a, a clove of garlic that looks fine and it's like rotten on the inside. Yes. That's her. That <laughs> stinky rotten garlic face. <laughs> mean, mean, stinky garlic bulb lady. With those <laughs> ugly spots on the, on the bulbs. <laughs> like that's you. And that that's kind of, I, I don't know. I think that video, I was so surprised to see it like grow the way that it did. It still gets views, which only tells me like, that's just what the world needs more of. The world needs to see more of like, I I want you to know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a positivity content creator. Like it's not my vibe. It's hard to be. It's hard to be. It's very hard. Because obviously I want to put good out into the world, yes. but at the same time, it's like I still, we have to address the bad in the world yes. to get to the good, yep. mm -hmm. I think. Um, 
But to hear the response of people being like, this is everything I've ever wanted to say, or these are the feelings that I have about, you know, how people can be so cruel and so unkind to somebody who like so doesn't deserve it. And I was like, yeah. man, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to keep doing that, but I don't also don't want to such a slippery slope, right? When you're a content creator is like, I want to put more of that out into the world, but I, I want to do it for the right reason. Yeah. There's like a fine line between standing up for someone and all of a sudden like giving people money in front of, with a camera. Yeah. You know, like going up to homeless people like here, here's $500. I hate those. They just ignore this camera that's pointing right at your face. Oh, do you not consent? I don't care. Do you want yeah. this $500? I feel like that's just as bad as like those nuisance that's content what I'm saying. creators. It's just like a very small jump from one to the other. Right. Or like doing it if you knowing. Don't. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you have to be very mindful of that, which I try to be. And like for, if I'm going to be very honest, because like I used to be somewhat fat phobic, especially coming from a Korean culture. I, I still am. I, I, a I little work, bit. I work yes. through it all the time. Working through it as well. Sometimes I catch myself being like, oh, I'm so fat. And I'm like, that is so insensitive. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I still have to catch myself, but like, I know specifically, and I see it in other fat phobic people, it's from within. Oh yeah. It's because I have this fear that was instilled from my parent, my mom, mm -hmm. constantly telling me things like, Oh, I'm on the phone. Hey, mm, I didn't even say hello to you, but it sounds like you gained five to 10 pounds. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. That's crazy. <laughs> made me hate being fat so right. much because right. it was a fear of mine because it was like, oh my God, my mom's going to hate me. Right. And then you start projecting that onto people and be like, uh, you're fat. How do you live with yourself? It's like, because... What do you mean? Like, what do you I mean? Know. How do they live with themselves? Like, what are you talking about? They live with themselves every day, just right. like we all do. The exactly. Rest I have, you know, I have two daughters. My older daughter has a much slimmer build. She's more muscular. She's thinner. And then my younger daughter is rounder. She's softer. She doesn't have like the taut, taut skin. And she, she fluctuates. Her weight definitely fluctuates. It's so hard for me as her mother trying to balance like, the things that I say to her in order to preserve her health. I mean, cause I do not want her to eat junk food, but also to not instill these fat phobic ideologies yep. onto her and project those. It's, it's really hard because I still have to deconstruct and unlearn all my shit Yours, right. while I'm trying to still yeah. do this for her. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, she, she is just with, Reckless abandon, just so very much herself. And she is just so innocent. She's so innocent. So innocent. Doesn't care about, like, she's the kind of kid that, like, from birth is like, I hate clothes. I don't agree with the idea of clothes. I don't understand. It feels so unnatural. She she told me once she was, like, three years old, she was, Mommy, can we go home? I really want to be naked. Oh, my God. Why are there so many kids like that? Because it's human. It is Being human. naked is human. It is human. And like she she didn't even get through the front door before she would just tear her clothes <laughs> off as a baby. And like I have a video I'll show it to you when we're done. That's she has adorable. this thing. She's like, I can't take off my fucking dress. And she's like, not even. She's maybe two and a half years old. She is her mother's daughter. <laughs> But she like has no issues with yeah. her body. Mm -hmm. She has no issues with what her body looks like or it's anything like that. that. And I pr I try so yeah. hard, but like I know what the world is. You know what I mean? I know what the world is out there, and I know that if she walks around and she has her, she you know shorts below her little belly and her belly sticking out, like I know it, what's gonna happen. I know people are gonna say things. I know that somebody's gonna make some kind of comment like, "Oh, you know, your sister's so skinny. Why are you so fat?" Or like whatever. And like I know it like lives out there, so I don't know how to like prepare her for that, but also shield her and protect her from that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I still don't. I, I try every day and I'm like, I, and, and I do that. I do the like, well, you know, let's, let's make better choices, healthier choices. And I'm like, am I doing that? Am I doing the thing where, or I'm, I'm using health to like body shame her, but yeah. I'm, I'm not, but am I, I'm like so fucking conscious yeah. of it. Like, it, it's so hard to because like because of the way we've been programmed we don't know how we're manipulating the situation right. you know what i mean right. it's very tough so i have to think like am i doing that when i say like hey babe let's not have another piece of x let's have this instead let's make this choice instead of that choice or whatever am i just reinforcing those same ideologies about fat people not being worthy but I'm just doing it in a different way. You know what I mean? So I, I I struggle with that. I don't know what the right things are to say to her. I try so hard and she's not like, she's not like heavy, you know, no, she's, she's still like a very healthy, you know, age. Her weight is fine. 
But I know that between my myself and her father, genetically, if she does, she could very easily become, you know. But then I'm like, so what, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that if she is? Yeah. So again, I don't want her to because I have these ideas, these fat phobic ideas that fat people are worse in the following way, for whatever. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I don't believe that, but I've been programmed to think that, so. No, it's hard. Dude. And as someone who doesn't have a child or any experience raising a kid, <laughs> let me give you some Here advice. Yeah, here's my thoughts on that. What to do. Yeah. No, but for real. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> no, but I, I think, um, not, again, not that I know anything, but No, I, but you have an objective perspective and I think that's valid. But I think um, as someone who's struggled with their weight their whole lives, for me, food is comfort. Yes, same. So I think like as long as you can build up her confidence and let her know that like other people, maybe instill in her that a lot of times what people say, like they're not about you, they're about them. And if you can like instill that confidence, maybe she just won't have an unhealthy relationship with food right. like I've had or some of us right. have had, you right. know what I mean? Because that that's for me, it's like when I'm going through like depressive periods or like I don't feel good with myself. Like for instance, I was telling you before we started recording, because of Dexter's thing mm -hmm. and because like I was kind of alone and like how to do this, make the videos and like, just like nothing really made me feel like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I filled that void with a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. I got you. I you know what I mean? Totally. So like maybe if like you could just like instill how to like really process her emotions and not rely, rely on, on food, yeah. then maybe that'll be like a really good way. Cause like that's the unhealthy part. Right. You know what I mean? It's not about making the food choices. It's about like when you don't feel good, allowing yourself to like dopamine fix with that rush. But isn't there something to say about allowing something that comforts you to comfort you? Yeah. Right? That's so what I mean. So too. there's that too. You yeah. know, like, so if I am like sad and I know that a slice of chocolate cake is going to make me feel a little bit better. But that's not really healthy though. And I don't mean like from a body sense. I mean from a mental health sense. Right. Like the healthy way to cope with your with your issues, I don't think is food. But what if it's the comfort of the ritual of having that food or like sitting there with that piece of chocolate cake that reminds you of a time where you sat with your dad and had a shared a chocolate piece of chocolate cake or like, you know, whatever. However. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously nothing is cut and paste, one yeah. size fits all, but right. I think generally, yes. That's one was very specific because you're like, this chocolate cake reminds me of my dad. Right. Like, sure, right. sure, sure. But like, like my instance where I'm like, this fried chicken had nothing to do. Oh, that's not true. I gave Dexter fried chicken on his last. Okay, I'm not going to cry. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe that was why I just didn't right. subconsciously know until I was well, talking. Well, also, about it. you know, I have been instilling into my daughters that food is so much more than just food. That's like my whole fucking bag, man. <laughs> yeah. Like that's my yeah, whole thing. Yeah, but from a cultural standpoint. Food is culture, it is family, comfort. history, it is love, sharing, community, all these things. It I'm is. like, food is this wonderful thing, but don't eat a lot of it. <laughs> because mommy's got this fucking it's, hang up about eating food. Fuck, you know what I mean? It's actually really confusing. It's so fucked. My kid's like, eat, don't eat, eat. Eat it, don't eat it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just smell it for now until I figure it out. <laughs> you can take one lick. Just lick it one time. And, then, and, and I like I know that that's, and that's my whole thing is like, why am I so hung up on whether or not my daughter becomes a fat person? Because of the trauma that you face with right. body shaming. You right. don't want her to feel that. But if I reprogram myself and hopefully society can also be, you know, but I, I think I'm more worried about society. I think I could be fine with her being whatever body she wants, however she wants. I just know the world isn't going to feel the same way. And like having her, you know, like up until way into my adulthood, I was really, really, I never ate in front of other people. It was really hard for me to eat in front of other people. Oh, I do remember you saying that when yeah. you were like, when I started eating on camera, like I had to it really work through everything. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to like really being looking ugly when you're taking a bite of food or like freeze framing when you have your mouth full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was mm -hmm. so conscious of it. I was like, oh my God, what if somebody like screen, screen grabs me in a very, un, you know, my, my double chin while I'm biting into a cheeseburger or whatever. I had to really like work through that and like really like, be in my fucking head about it because I hated being out in places where I was like at a party and everybody else is eating. And I'm like, but I know if I start eating, they're all going to be thinking she shouldn't be eating that. 
does she really need to eat that? Like, God, no wonder she's so fat. She's that's because she eats mm-hmm. food like a human. Yeah. The fuck? At a party. At a party where literally everybody else is eating the food. Yeah. Like, but I always felt like, oh, but they're all looking at me. They're yeah. all looking at me. There's a spotlight on me, and I just feel really vulnerable. So I'm just not gonna. And again, food to me, for all of its wonderful things, there's like this vulnerability when you're eating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Like when I see like a, a dog or like a squirrel eating food, I'm like, oh, they're so vulnerable right now. You know, and it's like, they have nothing. They're, they're, they're just, I don't know. I, or when I see a kid, a child eating food, I'm like, protect that child. They're eating food, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do know weird. what you mean. What is that, you know? Yeah. But eating in front of a camera was actually very therapeutic for me as well. Yeah. Like maybe my eating in front of people wasn't as intense as yours, but I had similar feelings. Cause mm-hmm. like, having fluctuated in weight. And even when I was on the skinny and telling, being told you were fat by your mom, you know, yeah, like, thanks. It, <laughs> it's, yeah, instills yeah. that in you. But like, when you're right, when you watch yourself eat, I think there's a moment when you're like, oh, and then you're like, mm, whatever. You start to be like, oh, I have this habit of taking stuff out of context yes. and blowing it up Ascribing so exponentially it to, to the point where it sounds realistic until you see it in real life and you're like, that's what I'm freaking out about. Yeah, that's nothing. People, comment- I literally fell down in front of like 200 people yesterday. That's embarrassing. This, this is an embarrassing. People comment to me like, "Can you do more mukbang videos? Can you eat more video?" Like people ask me to eat, which is the, you know kind of strange. However, but they ask me, or they'll say like, "Oh, you're you're such a pretty eater. You eat so neatly." Or like they'll say things about like really positively about how I eat, Aww. and I'm like. It makes me feel so much better and it makes me like want to do that more. And so, you know, letting the world and, you know, more importantly, like my daughter see that like I'm not ashamed to eat food. I'm not ashamed to enjoy and love food and yeah. like whatever is so important. But there's always that like nagging feeling yeah. in the back of my head that's like, but not too much. Yep. Don't in fact, too much. I heard through the grapevine that someone commented about me that I know that they can tell that I'm a perfectionist the way that my videos are made. Mm. You'd be like, you can tell that Ed's very perfectionist. Like he only puts out things that are like packaged perfectly, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I realized that even when I was making those food videos, I was doing that. Yeah. All the shots of me dropping food or like getting stuff on me, I would edit out. No, stop doing that. You know what I mean? Until I was like, one time I like dropped food in the car and I was like, I edited it out. I was like, wait, no, that's hilarious. Dude. You know what I mean? Like that messiness. And now I'm just like, I have food all over my face. And that's what it is. This is messy. One time I was making um, a braised tofu and the spoon that was inside the the soy sauce flipped onto me and like splashed me. <laughs> even the, se- the- even just- <laughs> And I, and I kept it in and everybody's like, that's the most relatable shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And they're like, I can totally, that's that's me. I've done that a million times. Yeah. Oh my God, so relatable. Yeah. Let me guess you were wearing a white shirt. I'm like, I was. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. So, and I think that's the that's the, a great thing about doing social media in this way is that people are like, it's not, we think we're so unique and yeah. different and that people can't relate to our experience. Of course they can. Yeah. We're all human beings. We all experience life so similarly. But I also think it's like partially the model minority myth being projected on like that, that pressure yes. that we've had. Cause yeah. we're like, we had like as an Asian American, like we things have to be, have to be tight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Streamlined, and concise. I, and I remember the video it was, it was that Pultak video where the, Remember like I sneezed it out and the noodle comes <laughs> flying out of my nose. I initially edited that out no, and then I was like, watching it back and I was like, no, that should be the highlight. And I made it the beginning. Cause God. I was like, this is what happens in this video. You must've burned your nostrils so bad. It's oh my really God. Hurt. Another thing that happened this week, I went to H Mart. Yeah. And um, I don't eat that much ramen. Ron, Ron didn't grow up eating ramen. So he's making up for so last time. So he's making up for, my, <laughs> my mom even like, she was like, buy him a ramen pot. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I was mm. like, he should have the full experience. Is it the gold one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, those thin gold ones that boil water really fast. The best. Yeah, they're so good. You don't have to wait. Yeah, and I was like, Ron, you should be eating out of that. I was yeah. like, that's the experience. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like, fine. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, the favorite is shin, you of know, course. shin, but bulldog is also really good, especially those flat noodles. You know, those like, Oh yeah. They're yeah, like, yeah. They're a little bit thicker. Yeah, they're like, like fettuccine almost, almost like linguine yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. but like ramen style. So like, that's typically what we get. But then we went to H Mart and this ramen was on sale, which we both originally thought was Pultak, mm. but it, it's an off brand. It's called Pul Ramen. 
And I don't know if you saw the video. Wait, it's just like, it just says ramen with like a blue line on it. No, it says pool ramen. So it makes it, it makes you think, and their yeah. character is even a chicken that looks very similar. And like, I didn't put the two and two together. I just was like, I, my Asian self, my Asian dad self, uh-huh. only fixated on the price. I was like, normally $7, $2. I was like, the math isn't mathing. Yeah. And at no point were you like, hey, why isn't the math mathing? You know what I mean? I just kept staring at the numbers. Did being you buy like, a shit ton of it? <laughs> we bought a shit ton of it. We bought 18 five packs. 18 wait, five packs. Wait, 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 wait. That is 90 ramen. I was gonna say, what is 18 times five? <laughs> that's 90. That's like, if you eat two packs a day, that's a Why month and a half. Why did you settle on 18? <laughs> oh, it wasn't a specific number. You're we just, just like, piled it on and I counted it as I was putting it onto the checkout line. And I was like, one, two, three, four, 18. I was like, that's 90 ramen. <laughs> oh. If I had counted it, wait, I would have done 20 because I like full it? numbers. So then I went back and I was like, I never had the carbonara one. So uh-huh. I was like, I'll tr- cause they had them all. Yeah. They had the black, yeah, the yeah, extra yeah. spicy and the carbonara. So it was even more to be like, this is purtak. You know mm. what I mean? So I ate the carbonara, filmed it. And then I was like, I'm just gonna include it on this. Like everyone, hey, purtak is on crazy sale. Like I was like, I spent $36 and I saved 90 yeah. some dollars. Yeah. Like, that's crazy, yeah. you know, that math. And then it wasn't until the first comment, someone was like dupe and I was like, what? I was like, don't fucking talk shit. And then I was like, wait, dupe as in, wait. And then I looked at it and I was like, bull, bull run. Fuck. I was like, oh, fuck. Then I was like, do I delete this video so I don't look an idiot? And I was like, nah, nah fuck, fuck it. it. I was like, fuck it. it was an honest mistake. Wait, but does it taste good? It tasted really good. Does it taste the same? I only had the carbonara so far, so I've never had the carbonara from Puntak before. Oh. But it tasted good. I have one at home. I should have brought it. I think I have a whole pack at home, <laughs> a whole like five pack. Actually, I have, I bought it a while ago, but I bought the bowl version of the Puntak carbonara dokboki. Mm. So I might be able to make that and try to compare it. But it tasted pretty good. It was very spicy. Great. It had this cheese mm, cheese packet. So good. I even took like a slice of American cheese that I got for a colt. Mm-hmm. Normally I don't have cheese, you know, I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and I melted it in. It was just, it was delicious. Dude, sounds very delicious. Excellent. But hey, you know what? For $2 for a five pack, we're just going to eat it. That's incredible. I can't believe you bought 90 of them. Yeah. That's I'm not going to eat most commitment. of them because I have gout and that, that much sodium intake will I was going to say, please, Ron, me. drink water. Ruin. Drink a lot of water, please. <laughs> my fingers are swelling just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting bloated. It's because I'm thinking about that. That was one of the comments are like, so much sodium. So much. <laughs> so that's, I love them so much, but that's like the one of the main reasons I don't eat them is because I wake up the next day and I'm like, my eyes are swollen shut. <laughs> I can't see. My yeah. face is so swollen. My body is so swollen. But I love them, but. Same. But they're such a great meal. Yeah. And speaking of comfort, just like something about ramen, just like. Oh, dude. (sighs) I would come home from school and my parents wouldn't be home. They'd, you know, be working, whatever. And that's what I would make. I'd be like, all right, Monica, to my sister, be like, this is what we're having. We're having a snack. We'll split one. That's, that was how we did it. Now I'm starting to realize it's like almost impossible to separate comfort and food. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. Because as you say, and I'm like, right, because food reminds you of childhood. Yeah. And as you get older, you want that comfort because sure. childhood was Dude, comfort. We did that episode of the snacks. You're like, yeah. oh, I would just sit as a kid and eat the whole package of these. Or like, oh, I would share these with my cousin. Yeah. That that's why. And it's that impossible. that's why it's such a it's interlocked. You interlocked. can't unlock it. You can't unlock that. You know, so, so So the goal I think is to just raise healthy minded kids. Right. And they're gonna make the choices they're gonna make, but as long as you can help them guide them towards being mentally healthy. I think that's I think I think my approach Ken, is I, don't have kids, I, don't know. <laughs> I was like, it's really easy to say that, <laughs> you like, know. Yeah. No, and no, but it's true though. But the thing is, is like what I try to do is I'm trying to like stack the deck yeah. before they go out into the world without yeah, me, yeah, right? Exactly. When they go out into college or like, you know, high school even. Fortify their minds. As that's best exactly as what I'm trying yep. to do. Reinforce no, it, you know, it's okay to eat food. Food is good for you. It fuels your body. It creates memories. It it bonds us together. You know, I told you I I don't know if you saw the video, but my youngest daughter had to do her first writing assignment for school. And the prompt was, tell us about a time where you did something that made you feel grown up. Am I going to cry? 
Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I don't know. I don't want to cry. I don't know. I have to hear it, but okay. So she says, one of the times that I felt really grown up was helping my mom cook Thanksgiving dinner. And she said, we made this one thing. She was talking about a baked brie that I make every Thanksgiving because my family loves it. Oh, I think I'm crying because I'm thinking don't cry. First we take, first you take the dough and you roll it out. And then we took the walnuts. And my mom told me that when you're chopping walnuts, you have to hold the knife at the end and use a seesaw motion. And then she said, uh, and then and then we made rosettes and we put it in the in the oven. And then we made mashed potatoes. And my mom said that if you don't rinse the potatoes off when when they're you know if you cook them, then they get a gummy texture. And I was just like, she remembered in such vivid detail all of these things that we shared and i thought it was just this like fleeting moment of like all right honey like we're gonna no. make this for it's a and core memory for it's her a core now. memory yeah. and at the end she says you know these are memories i'll have forever i love my mom you know and i was like and i didn't even read it she are you okay yeah <laughs> i'm crying because uh yeah, it just reminds me of the moments I share with my grandma. Yeah, exactly, and that's same. that's how I feel, right? Squatting in the in the the the, the kitchen with a gigantic bowl of napa cabbage, and you know, watching her make, and like I realize that like I have forged these memories in my daughter's brains forever, and like it's not just like the technical aspect of like making sure that you know you rinse the potatoes, but like the idea that she took these and she holds them in her heart and in her mind forever, forever. forever. And and maybe every time she makes a baked brie for her family, when she's a grown up, she's like, my mom used to make these every year on Thanksgiving. And it was such a highlight. We loved it. Or like, my mom said, you got to always rinse the potatoes and she'll tell her kids, rinse the potatoes, you know, who knows? So that's why it's so hard. And I struggle with, with all the things that food means to people. Yeah. It means so much to them in so many ways, but there's such stigma about it as well in so many ways. So like to, you know, teach them, you know, the right ways when I don't myself always know the right ways is, you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a yeah. Challenge. One of my corest memories I have is making kimbap with my grandma. Watching her sit on the floor, explaining to me why, like, this is cooked this way, why things have to cool, why, like, you want the rice to be warm, but not cold, but not too hot. And, right. you know, how much sushi nu nu sushinoko to put in and, like, you know, to, like, vinegar the rice. And then she, like, knew that I love the sushinoko. So she would always, like, make extra, extra rice so that I could eat it while she's making. And, like, it was so long ago, but I can picture everything. I so clearly I have all this. Yeah. I'm like, I will remember that even if I get dementia one day, like <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to remember. One thing you have left. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's true. Food is like such a comfort thing. So maybe like the course of this conversation made me realize like, even if food is a comfort for you, it's let, okay. Let it be. Yeah. It's okay. Let it be. Cause like if you're happy, there's something to be said about mental health. Yeah. Like healthy. Right. You know what I mean? And right. like, who's to say that like physical health is everything. So like right. maybe right. it's not a matter of trying to instill healthy things in the kids or whatever. It's like, Hey, or, if you're bigger, whatever, if you rely on food for comfort, right. Well, do what you right. have to do mentally healthy, physically healthy, emotionally healthy, intellectually healthy, all of the different varieties of healthy, you know, to put more value into one over the other, you know, I think is an imbalance, yeah. right? So that that's that's the thing that I really, really try to do. And I think having these emotional attachments to food that help you emotionally evolve and then therefore be emotionally healthy, I think those are really good attributes to have. Like when I sit down and I've made a big pot of kimchi jjigae, I always think of my grandmother because she knew the kumur was my favorite part. And she would add so much extra water and extra seasoning so that there was like literally a gallon of just the kumur because she knew that it was my absolute favorite part. And everybody else would get the rest of it, but she'd save the kumur for me and be like, you get the biggest bowl of kumur. You know what I mean? It's like the love that they express. God damn it, there's this lady on TikTok. People have tagged me in her We're gonna cry more, Jesus. She tagged me in her video. People have tagged me in this video a hundred times and I haven't been able to talk about it because I cry when I think about it. Here I go. It's this video of her mom, her Korean mom, making this big thing of kimchi for her and her brother to share. And she talks about how her parents never really vocalized. I oh, love yeah, you. I saw that. Did you see it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my parents never told me I love you. My parents never said, you know, I love you and gave me hugs or whatever. And then it's this like voiceover of her mom talking about, I don't say it, but I show you. And this is how I do it. Cause I, I don't really know how to do it another way. And this is what my, this is my way of conveying to you and your brother, how much I love you, the time that it takes, the investment that I, it, for me to sit here on my, you know, knees squatting in this position, making this for you is how I show you love. And it's like, if people could understand that, that connection to it, right? Like how we are all so, like people don't, people don't even think about it. And so, so that's why when I tell my daughters, you know, or my youngest, like, okay, don't eat that much, but I know that it makes her feel happy because I made it for her or that we made it together. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's this. Maybe that's the reason why our parents would be like, oh, you know, don't eat too much, but also here's more rice. Right. That, you know what I mean? Like, right. My mom, my, my father has never said, you know, he, up until very recently, I love you was not a thing. Pamugasa. That was him saying, I love you. Have you eaten? This is, my mom would say like, do you want me to peel you an apple? That's me showing you how I love you. Yeah. Oh, let me, or, or if they were felt bad about something that like I was disappointed in or I got in trouble or like they were, we were upset or whatever. All of a sudden, a giant plate of peeled fruit would appear in front of me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, they feel bad. This is This is their way of apologizing or to, you know, just to, you know, bridge that, you know, that gap, whatever, you know? So again, you know. Yeah, I, I saw that video and it was like heart, it was like, I don't know if bittersweet's the right word, but it was like heartwarming and a little triggering at the same time. I'm sure. Because it's like, whilst, yes, I do understand how they showed that love and as adults we can like, you know, look back on it and realize that but we but like it as kids, we needed to hear the words. And it's like, I understand you didn't know how to say it, which is a weird thing for me to hear. Cause like talking, it's just talking. You just <laughs> say, I love you. It's like, and I get it the way that they were raised and all that, the culture, but it, I, I, yeah, like it made me feel like really heartworn, but also like a little heartbroken, a little heartbroken. Cause like, I wish that it, it was, there's a balance in there somewhere, right. you know? Right. But you know what? I guess though, conversely, there are people who say, I love you all the time yeah. who don't fucking mean it. Yes. And do not show you with their actions that yes. they do. It's listen, believe what I say, not what I do. Right. So there is some, some yes. validity in that. Like I would rather see it and feel it than hear it. But hearing it, I know is also very well, important. Well, because one so. says that you actually had loving parents who didn't, you know, maybe have all the tools or resources and the other um, some, seemed a little narcissistic or didn't right. love you at all or right. whatever, you know, so, yeah. God, we went from talking to the iPhone to talking about kimchi squat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's food, you know, but then. So much of our lives are centered around food, you know, and I think a lot of people don't, understand the value, but it's like when people say like, it's just food or whatever, and I know I harp on this fucking point all the time, but it's like, we literally have foods that represent celebration, right? Like barbecues on the 4th of July, birthday cakes, Cake. yeah. like these things are- Holiday cookies. Exactly. What are you talking about? Like, it's just food. These are expressions of love. It's, it's an expression of the time of year. It's an expression of a gift that you're giving. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Of course it's more than just food. These are associations that we have for a lifetime, a lifetime. Yeah. You know, my daughter's first cupcake on her first birthday, whenever she sees a pink cupcake, she's like, oh, it looks like the cupcake from my first birthday. She doesn't even remember it. Yeah. She just knows there was a picture. In fact, when my, I think I talked about this, but my mom, when my mom was here, it was my aunt's birthday on the 16th and her husband and her son was in Poland, remember? Yeah, yeah. And my aunt was like, no, I'm not doing anything. My mom was like, that's, the that's, fuck? no, she's like, that's not right. She's like, you have to have a cake. You have to celebrate. Yes. You have to have a meal. It's just like, that's what I mean. If someone was just like, oh, it's just cake. What do you mean? It's not just cake. It's oh. for your birthday yeah, when we're we, celebrating how much we love let's you. go celebrate your promotion and go out to dinner right your your little league team won let's order pizzas like yeah. that's this, what are you talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how we signify and mark historically certain events yeah. that have happened in our or lives. like our class was good we're getting a pizza, pizza party, party. Yeah. or like ice God, popsicles after a fucking soccer game like yeah. these things are all core memory builders and reinforcers of you know food being part of 
our lives literally and figuratively, yeah. you know? Like my grandmother, it wasn't even anything cultural, but when I was a kid, my mom, my grandmom would always make me an egg and cheese sandwich after school. And it became to the point where like when my friends came over, they'd be like, oh my God, is your grandma gonna make us an egg and cheese sandwich? Cause they're so good. <laughs> and then they would talk about it at school and be like, oh my God, Ed's grandma makes these amazing <laughs> egg and cheese sandwiches. And to this day, I still eat those egg and cheese sandwiches and then I make them for people because I associate that with like sandwich a gesture of love. With like a gesture of love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my younger sister, my grandmother used to walk her home after school. And my grandmother would always bring a hard boiled egg and a little packet of salt that she would make out of aluminum oh, foil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, because when from walking to school to home, it was a far walk. It was also very uphill. So she'd stop before like the hill part and be like, we need to fortify you with a little bit of protein. Oh my God. So she'd open the egg and my sister would remember that she would open the little packet. Like It's such a vivid memory for her. And it's like, and she'd like, she'd sprinkle the salt on it. And I'd sit on the little wall and I'd eat my little egg. And I'm like, that's like the sweetest yeah, fucking thing. It really thing. is. And what is it with Korean people being like, you have to put salt on your boiled eggs, which you have to. You have to. What are you talking about? But they were like, they were like how do you, else you can't eat it any other way. Do people eat I it eat other it, ways? Sometimes they eat it. You know, Without? unsalted. Yeah, what? Sometimes it is better. So everything is better. Is seasoned. Everybody's all there. This is not a Korean. <laughs> Sometimes thing. I'm just like a little lazy. You know. Oh no! Oh no! No no! This is. Travesty. You know what that actually also reminds me of is when we used to live in L.A. On the way after kindergarten, my grandmother would stop by the Seven Eleven, and she would always either buy me a Slurpee or a small little Hagen Dots. And I remember my mom was being like, why is that gaining so much weight? And I'm looking at it and now it's like, because- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my grandma bought me Hagen dots every day. Oh, that's so sweet yeah. though. And I wonder why sometimes when I went through depressive modes, I would like gain so much weight eating so much ice cream. Fried chicken and ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That makes sense. Yeah. That's what therapy is. <laughs> Right. Unlocks a lot of these right. memories, and right. you're like, "Oh, that's why I do that." So now, can you see why it's so difficult as yeah. a mother with girls who have a tendency to gain weight? Yeah, you know, my daughter, and I relate to that. She loves lasagna. What do you want me to do? Oh my God, lasagna is so good. I'm gonna make one tomorrow. I'll bring you some. <laughs> <laughs> do I layer in vegetables so that you know? So it's do I. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like. Um, I'll like. Oven roast a bunch of like zucchini slices. And eggplant. I put it in a sheet pan, like nice yeah, and flat, yeah, like yeah. make noodles out of it. I even substitute ricotta for tofu now. Same. I do half and half. Yeah. And when you. But then I'm like, am I being fucking fat phobic by no. not just being like, eat the goddamn noodles. They're delicious. No, the noodles are delicious. But to be honest with you, when you good. add eggs and like um, all the Italian seasoning to tofu, can't you tell. can't tell the difference. I think texturally it's, it's better. Yes, and I you're getting it. protein. I know. So like some things are better. I go half and you know what they half say. tofu, and it gets like a like the mouthfeel like makes it meatier. Yeah. yeah. And like you know what they say, like it's not about dieting; it's about lifestyle choices. Right. So you are instilling these, like, hey, look, you because it's not just about being fat; it's about like, hey, these are healthier. Right. You're getting more protein. Vegetables, like it's going to fill you up yeah. more. So like you're doing that too. Yeah. I think sometimes like. It's hard to separate the two, right? Because food health Impossible. is inherently linked with fat shaming. Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah, I've experienced it my whole life. So you know, I, so you know, we try to give them healthy ideas about their bodies, healthy ideas about eating, and reinforce those all fucking day long, so that when she goes out into the world and somebody says, "Hey, you shouldn't be eating that," she says, "Hey, you should shut your fucking mouth." Yeah. Before I shove it down your fucking throat. <laughs> Because all bodies are valid. All bodies are all valid. All ba bodies are beautiful. Exactly. And if you're obsessing about someone else's body, it's not a, because of their health. It's because you have if you're unaddressed about, fat yeah. phobia. If you're obsessing about somebody else's body, there's a lot more going on than you could pot that has anything to ever do with that person's body. Yeah. It's not about their body at all. Yeah, oh. I agree. And maybe watch My 600 Pound Life. Oh man. Get a little bit of empathy for, for the type of light lifestyle and people that you don't know. Right. And maybe get you know? in and insight into who and why and what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Or like how hard it is for some people. You yeah. Know? So it only takes a little bit of extra work to care. You know what I mean? It's, it shouldn't even be work, but if you have to work at it, it becomes easier. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like riding a bike. 
It's true. All right. Well, on that note, um, <sighs> I'm kind of hungry now. I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know if that's an appropriate thing to say, but now I'm starving. No, it's appropriate. It is appropriate. Being hungry is okay. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like always hungry. Should I eat fried chicken? <laughs> Now I want fried chicken. <laughs> like That's the, how I gained 30 like the, pounds like during the, the pandemic. one food that I like don't allow myself to eat. Oh my God. It's the, oh my God. It makes my blood feel thick. <laughs> it makes me sleepy. Sometimes like all the friedness like just puts me, like my head feels groggy and then I'm just like, oh, I'm going to take a Am nap. Am I dreaming? <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. Okay, let's eat it. Anyway. We're going to be, I, Remember, we're gonna do that fried chicken oh, yeah. episode soon. We have to do it before once the we figure out. Once we figure out, oh right, or else it's gonna be gone forever. Right. We have to figure out the logistics, but we're gonna. We're do working it. on it. We're gonna do it. Okay. We may also be changing our studio soon. We don't know. We don't know. But you Everything know, sometimes I just like to talk shit. I don't it's know. Fly by the seat of our pants, guys. Just <laughs> fucking bear down. What else can you do? <laughs> but other than that, thanks for tuning in. Um, we talked about it last episode, but we did set up a Patreon. If you would like to please, you know, support the podcast, we are doing this for free. Volleyballs are really expensive. So if you want to yeah. join our Patreon and help support children's sports. <laughs> no, but really, if, if no, you know, really <laughs> that too, but also like we need some new equipment kind of maybe also new location, um, which will require, we do need this to building. be somewhat sustainable as well. Yes. You know, Cause it does take a lot, a lot of time and effort. And if this does bring you any joy whatsoever, please think about being a part of a Patreon, just like $10 a month, whatever you can spare. Um, but $10 a month and $20 a month will give you- We just make it look easy. Producer credits <laughs> on our show yeah. as well that we will make sure that you get the credits every episode on our YouTube. Will they get the credits? Yep. Will they? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Susie's making fun of the fact that I can't stop doing will, this in all of my TikTok videos. We will put the name here. <laughs> yeah. It will be right here where my hand is shaking to- <laughs> to indicate for you to look here in this area. <laughs> uh, it's charming. It's, I talk with my hands, you know? <laughs> Can't help it. I gotta do this. <laughs> oh, so much shaking. But uh, yeah, the whole ground shook. But on that note, thank you for listening in. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, you can find me at Sujo one on TikTok and Instagram. And you can find me at Etch-A-Sketch on everything with a J. You can find our podcast at What in the Shibal. And if you do want to write into us, oh my God, we've been getting a lot of really heartwarming emails. We Thank have. you. Yeah. Um, we'll be getting back to you or reading them here eventually soon. But please do continue to write in. We Give love us them. any feedback. If you have any stories you want to tell us or share with the audience. Let us know as well. But otherwise, uh, oh, that email is oneintheshiba at gmail.com. That's S-H-I-B-A-L. Otherwise, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the Sujia bell. I'm gesturing my hand. <laughs> this is a ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next one. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs>